The Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet 100, and get 100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to the Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean, stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. Eagles dominate the divisional round playoff win over the New York football giants. Biggest uh, margin of victory ever for two teams in the same division in the divisional round playoffs, a 38 to seven curb stomping. I was never scared. I had them covering the spread. Uh, it, it all went, uh, you know, play just kind of as planned. Ran it down their throat. The O line just stomped the crap out of them. I mean, Jason Kelsey just tossing dudes left and right. It really, it really just was awesome, top to bottom. Watching with a completely silent Ryan, real money Kramer. Uh, Justin, what's your big takeaways from the uh, awesome win against the Giants? I mean, I was just happy to see the game plan we were able to put together. Like you said, we were just running the ball, which I think we all kind of pointed to, especially against that defense. And um, also, I was happy to see that we were able to put up some points at the end of the game. Seemed like we dominated the whole game, but, um, you know, I just wanted it in the future to look like we did truly dominate, and I didn't want them to get any garbage touchdowns and whatnot. I love that Gainwell TD at the very end. Um, also, Gainwell having over 100 yards rushing was pretty awesome to see yeah. as well. Um, nice to see him finally have a game. Maybe he gets hot the rest of the playoffs as well. Um, the last thing, though, the main thing, too, that stuck out is that, you know, the gerbil genius uh, did kind of what we were pointing out. I mean, I, maybe he's not so much of a genius after all. If you look at the end of season record, I think they only won three of their last 10 games. I mean, and those three wins were the Colts, the Commanders, and uh, I believe the Texans. I mean, with, a, I think, a tie-in there, too, to the Commanders. So uh, is this guy that great? I don't know if Dayball actually is. Uh, it's yet to be seen. Yeah, they were able to have a good record at the end of the season because of how hot they started at the beginning. But, I mean, he's got Danny Dimes, everybody thought was incredible. He's got Saquon Barkley healthy. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe a better coach could have thought of a better game plan against us, but. But maybe it yeah, just shows I mean, our dominance in the end. Him, him, that punt uh, on what was it like fourth and six when they were down twenty-one uh, points there, like, dude. What are you doing? You're playing soft, and then they had that really long drive to finally get a touchdown, but it 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 just took so much time off the clock. They it seemed like they were afraid to let him let Daniel Jones rip it, or I they clearly felt outclassed and, and it kind of showed uh, on the field. There was some of the coaching pretty conservative and certainly not coach of the year material. Uh, if you ask me with the gerbil genius, Rob, what about you? Wow. What a difference a year makes. I mean, a, a year ago uh, we were coming off that bucks game, totally wow. dejected hurts looked terrible. We got dominated in all facets of the game and uh, talk about a one eighty. It just shows 
um, you know, how far this team's come, starting with Howie building the roster. I think Sirianni and the coaching staff put together a great game plan that clearly they've they've learned. And, um, you know, Hertz has just really stepped up as a leader. I mean, there was never a doubt in this game. Um, and look, we're we're way more talented than the Giants. So if they would have beat us, it would have been a shock because we are the better team. But I mean, they were just clicking on all cylinders. It was great to see. Um, you know, the offense did everything they needed to. You know, Hertz didn't have a million passing yards, but they were efficient. They moved the ball. They scored. Um, the defense, you know, kept them from doing anything, stopped their playmakers. And I mean, it was just awesome. And, you know, one thing that that really has jumped out at me this season now and, and in, included this playoff game is what a signing Hassan Reddick has been. I mean, I really think that he single-handedly might be changing our whole defense. I mean, the, the pressure that he gets on a consistent basis, he had one and a half sacks, four tackles, but it just seems like he is constantly getting pressure. And I think... From my perspective, he is a big part of the reason that we have had so many sacks this year. What is it, 60 sacks or whatever? Because I think, like, even if he's not getting the sack, he's causing disruption and he's allowing other guys to get sacks. Not that they're not playing well on their own, but I I really just think he's been a tremendous signing and, and has made a huge difference in the defensive line. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, maybe it was just Gannon, you know, you could say it was just Gannon and his awesome game plan, but clearly something jump started this defensive line. I mean, Fletcher Cox is getting sacks. Uh Brandon Graham having a career year. Like, like clearly, you know, Hargrave's getting in there. Uh, the fact that we had like four guys in double digit sacks and since we got five in the playoff game, we're up to 75 sacks this season. We're like nipping at the heels of the 85 Chicago bears for most sacks in a season. It's it's historic. And I feel like not enough gets talked about the defense and the sacks. And you know, Justin, I think pointed it out in the group text about uh, Brock Purdy, how you got to really push him to his left. And I think there, I think that kind of plays right into our hands because Assuming Hassan Reddick rushes from his normal spot, if he can get pressure, that's going to force Brock Purdy to run to his left, which he really doesn't seem comfortable doing, and you know create just a ton of opportunities. So, I, I think he's he's been a huge acquisition, and again, just shows how how dominant Howie Roseman has been. I mean, I think Ruben Frank had this the nugget, but it's it's kind of obvious now in hindsight where we had we hosted an NFC championship game five years ago. And now we're hosting another one with a completely different quarterback, completely different head coach, and a lot of different players in general. Like that it, it's just incredible and kind of crazy and just shows you how amazing uh Howie Roseman is. But Biggest news from the game is, of course, Nick, uh, you know, had essentially Sunday to watch film, watch some games and uh, got some pizza with the guys. He enraged everyone with ordering stuffed crust pizza. And then they (laughs) asked him what pizza he went. He went Little Caesars. What are you doing? You can at least talk me into stuff, crust of like, okay, it's a novelty. Most normal pizza places don't allow that. Kind of like, hey, you go to Taco Bell because it's it's trashy. It's like different. Than- oh man, be careful with Justin on here. <laughs> well, Justin is out in Hawaii. They don't have like, you know, if you're if you're in LA, you go to Taco Bell. It's like some weird thing you're real into is some, some Chalupa stuff and some Crunchwrap Supremes. I feel like I'm I'm 
I feel like I'm uh, I'm just destroying Justin here. But the Little <laughs> Caesars, come on. Like, if you're any pizza shop in Pennsylvania, in the Philly area, why, why did you not send 12 pizzas to the Eagles uh, stadium? Like, what do you I am, uh I am starting to think it might be a motivational tactic. You know, <laughs> like, he's giving them that stuff right now, and then you know, if they if they can manage to win the Super Bowl, then the good pizza comes. You know, well, he's, <laughs> maybe maybe that's part of it. He's playing 4D chess with like a pizza endorsement deal, just <laughs> shopping around. Hey guys, this could be you. Do Papa John's spokesperson? <laughs> yeah, next Papa Siriani. Dom- Domino's is next. Oh yeah, the, he's gonna hit the uh, cycle of shitty pizza. It's just come <laughs> on, you're in South Philly. Like there's legendary pizza places there. It's really. It's really the only thing Nick Sirianni has done wrong this season. Um, this is pizza order, but that's how you know things are going well, and when that is a big critique of the coach. But moving over to the game right now, the Eagles uh, two and a half point favorites over the 49ers at home. Course line courtesy of Win Bet. Figure we'll we'll talk about concerns, confidence level, as far as the offensive side. I feel pretty good. I mean, the biggest concern for me was Lane Johnson's injury coming into that game, but he looked really good. And, and I, you know, they got him out, uh, they got him some late rest there, which I think is huge, but AJ Brown kind of a little nicked up, seemed a little bit frustrated, not getting the ball enough. I, you know, some of that's game plan, but it looks like his hip is a little nicked up. Uh, not huge deal by all accounts. We'll see. I mean, if he's limited in practice Thursday, I'll get a little bit more nervous. But for me, I, I think we're going to be able to beat them via the passing game. In particular, um, you know, we'll talk about it more. But I, I think the passing games where our bread's going to be buttered. So if he's not 100, percent I, I do think that hurts. Yeah, Sean, I agree with you. I mean, I think it is going to be the passing game, which is why my biggest concern is us potentially uh, with the with the run game. I mean, they have a really good run stop defense. Um, and what I mean by run game is not necessarily hurt scrambling or anything like that. I think we'll still be able to pick up yards that way. But more, you know, just getting the ball to Sanders or Gainwell or Scott and trying to get yards that way. Um, while, yeah, I think we'll be able to get the yards throwing i think in order for us to have a good managed game plan though we do have to mix in the run it seems like anytime we have mixed in the run we've been um successful in those games i just don't want us to abandon it even though it might not be going well that would be my biggest concern there is to just continue to work it in even if it's not working uh to the best uh to what we've seen in the past uh, i think you still need to manage that in keep their defense honest so that we can you know continue to pass i also don't want to see her you know, throw the ball like 40, 45 times. I think you got to continue to try and run. Taking a quick break to talk about our good buddies over at win bet. Of course, you got to be getting down on the Eagles uh, in the NFC championship. I mean, it still is kind of crazy. We got here Eagles right now over at win laying two and a half minus one fifty on the money line total sitting at 46. You can also bet obviously the Eagles to win the Super Bowl at plus two sixty five. Uh, that's obviously 
pretty awesome. And then there's tons of uh, ways to build your own bet, player touchdowns, receiving yards, rushing yards, so many ways to win sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a thousand dollar free credit. Sign up today to receive the special offer bet 100, get 100 limited to state availability, get it all over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 and we're back on the diehard eagles podcast yeah it is weird because that that obviously is the 49ers defensive strength is their run game d line obviously the very talented linebackers they got bosa who can just you know jack up any sort of play and to your point it you know, lane it it by all accounts from O lineman, it does seem like it's easier to run block, run block than pass block. So maybe the run heavy game script helped him. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think a, a lot of this uh, offensively comes down to how Lane's feeling this week. I mean, it, it was good news. It doesn't seem like he had a setback and and he did get a little rest, but. You know, I guess the only question, which we probably won't find out till later this week, is how did it feel playing on it? Is he going to come out this week sore because he played? I hope not, because, you know, we've seen time and time again that Lane is the cornerstone of that offensive line. And when he's out, things just don't go as well. And, um, you know, he played amazing considering he had that injury. I don't even think he gave up, a, you know, a hurry, a sack, anything. I mean, he hasn't given up a sack in like forever. Um He's just a tremendous player, so I'm just hopeful that he he comes and can play at a high level again this week, and that he doesn't have any, uh, you know, negative effects. And you know, just to uh, I'm gonna kind of segue into the the next part here to to touch upon what Justin said and his concern about the run game. You know, I actually think that you know I understand that's the strength of the defense, but I don't think we can abandon the run game, and I think we can turn it into a strength of us too. You know, it's kind of strength on strength, right there. Their strength is the defensive line, and our strength is our offensive line. And and honestly, fully healthy, I would take our offensive line matched up against them. And, you know, the unique thing about our run game is it's not a traditional run game, right? I mean, it, it's not just Miles Sanders running up the middle or bouncing outside. You know, we have that option with, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts running, which makes it so much harder for these defensive linemen to defend. I mean, you know, Bosa can't just sell out and go after Hertz because if he gives up the edge, he's going to, he could get burned. So, you know, I do think the style of our offense can neutralize that run defense that they have a little bit in this game. And that's not to say they're not good, but I do think, you know, if there's any offense that can match up well against it, hopefully it's ours. Yeah. Yeah. In the game, they had a, uh, the, the splits of miles Sanders, you know, rushing with and without Hertz. And it's crazy. I mean, it, it makes sense, right? When Hertz is there and that's the thing, you know, people always gave him grief of like, Oh, he's just a rushing quarterback. Yeah. Well, anyone could be good uh, with that rushing game. It's like, well, dude, don't you realize one he's rushing, but then two, also him being there makes it tougher to defend Gainwell, Boston, Scott, uh, miles Sanders. Like I'm sure if you went back and watched a film, a lot of those Kenny Gainwell runs, they were probably playing Hertz on the readout option. So it, he, he adds so much uh, to that stuff that it really makes a big difference. 
Yeah, no, I agree with you, Sean. Um, <clears throat> certainly does. And I mean, uh, that's, that's kind of my biggest upside, I think, in this game is when you look at the two quarterbacks, you know, you could try to compare the defenses, both really good. The offenses, other than the quarterbacks, massive amounts of talents on both sides. And I think Hertz is kind of the deciding factor in this game when you look at the Q- QB comparison. Yeah, I know Purdy's 8-0 or whatever you want to say, but, I mean, he Hertz has been making the right decisions all year, um, and you got to have confidence in him this game to continue to make the right decisions whether it's passing the ball, having to scramble and run it, which he's been able to do with his legs, or, you know, in those RPO situations. So, I mean, if you have any faith in this team winning the game, you can look at both sides. And, I mean, I think Hertz is going to be that factor. Yeah, and, and I saw an interesting tweet, um, you know, today, and it wasn't entirely wrong, basically that you could take the rosters of both the 49ers and the Eagles and essentially make a – uh, you know, a Pro Bowl roster out of those two teams. And, mm. you know, it is kind of true between the skill position players, the players on defense. I mean, there's a lot of talent on both sides in this game. Yeah, no. It, and again, I think it's a pretty even matchup. But to Justin's point, even though Hertz is young, he has so much experience edge over over Brock Purdy. It's just crazy. And the the home field advantage for me, as far as like the skill stuff, I do think the weakness in the um, in the San Francisco defense is their ability to cover. You know, um, I don't even know how you would describe it, but receivers that can get separation. I mean, I think there were opportunities. Some of them Dak didn't take advantage of. He threw some picks, whatever. But I think Devonta Smith against these 49ers cornerbacks, I really like Devonta Smith. And Devonta Smith, you know, there was a lot of talk like, hey, is he still going to get the ball with AJ, uh, you know, them signing AJ Brown? And he's the number two. How's he going to handle that? Maybe he doesn't get the targets he wants. To me, he's really stepped up to the plate. And I know AJ's awesome and and certainly is the number one on the team, but Devonta Smith is nipping at his heels, had a great game. And I I I expect him to have a really good game against the 49ers as well. Yeah, I don't and, and I don't, we can't uh, oh sorry, Justin, but I mean we can't ever forget Dallas Goddard either. I mean, he's yeah. he's a force in the middle. Um you know, it, it's just hard. We have so many weapons that, uh, you know, I think as good as this defense is, we can find ways to score as long as we're diverse. And as long as the, you know, I think the key is, uh, you know, Nick and Steichen, they need to be prepared to adjust. Uh, if the defense comes out and sells out against one thing, they need to, you know, they need to adjust accordingly. And, you know, I think this is a game where you, you might have to feel them out a little bit and, and, you know, play to your strength based on what they're doing. Yeah, let's kick it over to the defensive side of the ball. What is your guys' biggest concern for me? Uh, this I found, and it's tough to find a weakness on this Eagles team, but <laughs> apparently dead last, number 32 in success rate on third and uh, and fourth and short run defense. Probably not a ton of uh, sample size because I don't feel like I remember a lot of people going for it on fourth and short against their defense. If I had to guess, maybe it's just because our team, to some degree, is, is maybe built around um, speed a little bit and stuff like that. Jordan Davis missing games probably doesn't help on those third and fourth and short run defenses. But uh, again, in some key opportunities, I, 
not being able to get those stops on third and fourth and short with a team that can run the ball pretty well has Christian McCaffrey, even though he's banged up, has Elijah Mitchell have an ability to to run the ball. I certainly think is a concern, obviously having Jordan Davis who had 19 snaps, which was right up there uh, with some of the rest of the uh, defensive linemen, I think makes a massive difference because he's a massive dude. And on the other side, we're really great at converting those third and fourth. So maybe we can get some of those back. So, but that is something surprise. I didn't, I had no idea we were dead last in that situation. Yeah, I would agree, Sean. I mean, run defense just in general could be a concern. Um, I, I think a big thing, too, to to keep in mind uh, as a concern on defense is that we're going up against Shanahan, who's obviously going to have some wrinkles uh, for us to go against. You know, I, I expect a bit of misdirection, try to confuse our defense, get those guys, uh, you know, if they don't stay honest with their position, um, I could see us getting burned a little bit. Um, so I, I think my, my major concern is just, uh, having these guys stay home, play their position the way it's intended to be played. Don't bite on those misdirections. And then tackling has been a concern sometimes in some games. I mean, if if something does happen, I, I uh, expect them to hopefully be able to wrap up quickly. But hopefully tackling doesn't become an issue this game. Yeah, and I have no I, I think against the, the 49ers, tackling's, uh, you know, uh, as important as ever because I think – you know, they have the weapons where, you know, their offense is kind of predicated around getting the ball to the, these guys in space, right? You got McCaffrey, you got uh, Debo, and, and these guys are guys that you just want to get the touches and let them do their thing. So we need to close and, and we need to make tackles because if you miss, they'll make you pay for it. Absolutely. And, you know, the other concern that I have is, is, is just Kittle up the middle. Uh, you know, yeah. he's a tough guy. You know, we haven't played a ton of great tight ends and you know you could argue he's right up there top three probably um so you know and maddox is out o- over the middle so i think we you know he's a guy just to keep an eye on i don't want to see them pick us apart using kittle down the field so hopefully we have a game plan for him yeah and, and coming back to maddox there is a chance he plays so i guess if they thought he had no chance to play, they could have IR'd him and and hoped to get him back for the Super Bowl. But uh, he's practicing, and his window to return was last week. It seemed like he was still dealing with the walking boot, etc. You know, if he does play, is he a hundred percent? Is are you going to start him over? You know, like uh, healthy CJGJ in the slot and Reed Blankenship. I mean, to your point, Rob, I I do think that's the thing I'm most worried about is George Kittle. You know locked up against or trying to get locked down by Reed Blankenship. I know Justin is a massive, massive fan of Reed Blankenship and he's played (laughs) well. He really has played well. And especially if you, if you see like where he was drafted, it is kind of an inspiring uh, story for, you know, former athletes like myself to dare to dream, but um, (laughs) athleticism wise, George Kittle is just really uh, in another league compared to Reed Blankenship, although CJ GJ is is a turnover machine, so <clears throat> we can uh, you know maybe we can lure some uh, you know lure them into some turnovers there. As far as stuff we're confident about on the defense, for me, it's how fresh our defense is. Uh, they, the Giants had the ball for like twenty four minutes, and a decent chunk of that was in kind of in garbage time, or they had that one really long drive. We were rotating guys in. In and out. Not only do we have the extra day of rest, but I mean, look at these these snap counts. I mean, Josh Sweat thirty four, Hargrave thirty one, Fletcher Cox twenty eight, 
Other than that, everyone else was under 20 snaps, and it was a pretty good balance. You got Jordan Davis, 19, Milton Williams, 18, Robert Quinn, 16, who I almost lost it when I saw he was like drop back <laughs> in coverage and not even like where you stand on the line and pretend like you're going to blitz and then drop back to confuse the quarterback. He was just like five yards back on a receiver. I don't know how they did take advantage of that, but classic uh, Gannon. And, and God bless him if he, I mean, I didn't see a ton of him, but the fact that he's getting 16 snaps, he must be doing something. And Dominican Sue, who's quietly been good uh, run suffer. And then, you know, Brandon Graham has 12 snaps, but it feels like every time he, he only has 12 snaps, but you feel like he's super productive on those 12 snaps. So again, I think the D line is really going to give uh, Purdy a lot to think about. And, you know, Purdy could be in uh, for a hurdy when it comes to Saturday, Lincoln financial. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice job, Sean. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right though. I think the, the confidence is in the line potentially rattling Purdy. Um, as you pointed out, Sean, I think, if you could get him to roll left, he does not seem comfortable. The other thing about Purdy is he does seem to always want to throw, which can burn you if you let him scramble long enough. He doesn't seem to want to run for yards. Now, I know he has in games, but it, it seems like he tries to extend it, and I think that's where you can pick up some sacks, especially uh, potentially some coverage sacks. Um, if we're able to force him to roll to his left, uh, I think that uh, he's going to have a long day. Yeah, I think I think we're all on the same page. I think clearly the strength going into this game is our defensive line, and um, you know, even watching the Dallas game, you know, they got some pressure on Purdy, and and you know, he played well, especially in the second half. But um, you know, if Dallas was getting pressure, you know, our our defensive line I think is infinitely better and and much deeper, as as Sean said. So I think he's going to see some pressure like he hasn't before, and you know, the unique thing about the pressure that we're getting with our defensive line is, you know, we're doing it without blitzing. I mean, we're really doing it just with the linemen. So, you know, that's probably a big reason some of our secondary guys are getting turnovers because we're not leaving receivers wide open by selling out to get the pressure where we're, we're mm-hmm. dropping, you know, we have the normal guys in the backfield and our defensive line is just that good where they're getting pressure. So it's putting that much more pressure on the quarterbacks that, there's not this obvious open man because, you know, a corner blitzed or, you know, a linebacker blitz leaving the middle open. You know, most of the time it's just our guys are getting home because they're that good. Yep. Um, the other thing I'll point out, too, when it comes to Purdy is I saw this today. I think he's only played two away games so far out of those eight um, that he's played. And I mean, he's going to have to come into Philly under the lights in a big game on the big stage. I mean, I will give the kid credit. He's looked pretty stoic out there, even in um, some difficult situations. But I mean, this is a whole nother ball game for a rookie to come into. And I mean, if there's any advantage we have, um, besides hurts in this game and potentially the defensive line, it's going to be that stadium. Yeah, no, the home field I think is huge. And yeah, it's it, Purdy has had his, it's his third road start is a conference championship game, a game no rookie quarterback has ever won in the history of the National Football League. Before we get to the final score, player of the game, will you even entertain deciding who you would rather face? Bengals or Chiefs, or is this no. a, a mojo violation, Rob? No, no, mojo no, no, no way, mojo. We're not touching that. We got 
We got the uh, taking it one game at a know, time. Yeah, 49ers ahead. We're of on us. the 49ers. Yeah. yeah. We got to go one and now and and then we'll talk about that if, yeah. if things go well. Love it. All right. Who what's your I, I do think can we just t- touch upon how great was that last Dallas play? Uh, oh my god. <laughs> the Zeke play I've watched. I've watched it like 20 times because <laughs> He just gets destroyed. And I was genuinely oh, confused man. watching it when they go, okay, uh, he's he's not eligible. And it's like, well, then why is he snapping? And why do you have all your linemen out to the other thing? <laughs> and it's like, okay, maybe they're doing some crazy hook and ladder play. But he <laughs> snapped it and then stood there to block. It was, it was confusing on so many levels. He like, got blown up. And he just yeah, is, is that play for him to... Got kind of, I'm guessing, but is he supposed to potentially release that guy, stay on his feet, and be able to get the hook and ladder then from Lamb? Yeah, but I feel like if he's staying in the block, which clearly he was, I, I, how does that work? He's supposed to just chip and run. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I I test. It was like, oh, this guy's gonna get destroyed, and he just did. And it was. We had a debate on uh, the sports gambling podcast. What was the better way to end the Cowboys season? Was it this play with Zeke, or was it the year before when? But Dak ran Dak. and slid and and bled the clock out. It, it was tough. I think Zeke <laughs> comically was funnier. Uh, but yeah, you could really make a case for either play. Oh man, all I know is I do I do like what the future seems to hold. Uh, you know, with the way the Giants are looking to me, the way the Cowboys are looking as well. So, and I'm sure we'll talk about it in the future on another podcast. But man, I like this division. <laughs> yeah, and the commanders, God knows what's gonna happen with them. And maybe they'll maybe they'll trade for Lamar Jackson gets interesting. But right now, you gotta have a quarterback to win in the National Football League. Justin, final score and player of the game. Uh I do think it's gonna be tough to get some points. Um I, I said we're gonna win though, 20 to 17. Um just with those points. The, their defense being what they are, um, I could see it being a tough sledding, but I think we could still get 20 out of them. Uh, so, like I said, 20 to 17, I think in order to win, though, Hertz is going to have to be the player of the game, and uh, he'll be the deciding factor, like I said. So he's my player of the game here. Rob, how about you? What do you got? Yeah, you know, I, I like us too. I think it's going to be a tight game um, for most of the game. I don't, it's not going to be like the Giants game, but I'm going to say 24 to 17. Um, I think that our talent on the lines helps carry us. Um, and I'm going to say player of the game is A.J. Brown. Even though he might be nicked up a little bit, I do think he was frustrated uh, by his lack of production last game. And I think, you know, he's a guy that likes the spotlight, obviously came here to shine. So I think that you know him and Hertz. There's going to be an a, a you know concerted effort to get him some touches, and you know I could see him getting a deep shot for a touchdown. Yeah, you know Sirianni and Hertz, they do seem good at that. Like even if vice versa too. Like if if Devonta Smith is a game where he doesn't get the ball a lot, they do seem to go out of their way to feed him. So yeah, I guess I wouldn't be shocked if he if he gets going as well. For me, the final score, 30 to 16. I think we might get some favorable uh, turnovers of of Mr. Brock Purdy. And I think uh, those turnovers could come courtesy of Hassan Reddick, strip sack, Eagles, scoop and score, and uh, bust the game wide open. Birds roll. Let's go. We're, come on. I mean, 30 to 16. I think we're just so much... 
what Jalen Hurts is just so much better than Brock Purdy. If you want to get excited, listen to Jalen Hurts talk about an opportunity of a lifetime. Feel very confident in my quarterback, rare breed, untamed. Full breed of one. <laughs> hey, don't come on. I can't afford a new Etsy chain. <laughs> the Dire Eagles podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green. For Rob, for Justin, go birds. Go birds. Go birds.